Hey, y'all, uh, new series coming out. Uh, some of y'all know every year I take a group of NFL players uh, and military veterans up to Mount Kilimanjaro, which is a giant mountain in Africa, um, Tanzania specifically, 19,341 feet. Uh, it's part of my Water Boys initiative. We do some interviews, um, and we did some AMAs, some other fun stuff. We've been sitting on it. We're calling it the Killy Tapes, uh, and we'll kick things off with my buddy and former teammate, Bo Allen. It's mostly about food, as you can imagine, and also he shares quite possibly the most disgusting story I've ever heard. That's a hell of a sell for this, for this interview, but it's, it's a hilarious interview. I hope you enjoy it. I'm here at about 13,000 feet uh, with my dear friend, Bo Allen, and we are two very stylish dudes on a rock. See this pose? Yeah, you've been, you're yeah. a big pose guy. I'm gonna keep posing. Yeah, so, <laughs> whatever's like, comfortable for you. Camera change, I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, then, like, deep in thought. I actually don't fuck the shot up. Oh, like, Let's, that's a, oh, that's a good point, and then I'm, then I'm gonna open up to you. And knock my water bottle over. Uh, but no, before we get started, Chris, thanks for having me. First of all. Welcome to my rock. Yeah. <laughs> I want to start off with, you know, most people know you as Bo. Right. Um, but your nickname is the Butter King. The Butter King. How did, yes. how did we get that nickname and can you expound on it? Um, you know, that actually came from, so I'm a big game guy. I play a lot of games. And uh, so it came from my family because we play a lot of games and we play this game called Can Jam. I love Can Jam. Great game. If you toss the disc and your partner jams it in the can, you get three points. And I throw straight butter. Oh, you do? Straight butter. I Doesn't thought it had something to do with the food, butter. Well, that actually comes into it. Obviously, I'm a big butter guy. Growing up, I took a bite out of a stick of butter. Did, we all did it. And the butter came. What's the but most I, disgusting <laughs> thing you reach for in the pantry or the fridge when you get home drunk at 3 a.m.? <laughs> uh, that is a good... You know, I think... I don't think it's conscious. I think I just, I'm just, I just reach for it, and then I don't really realize I'm eating it until I wake up the next morning. And I see the, the, you the know, shrapnel. The wrapper, yeah. The shrapnel. The wasteland. My of, wife sees of, the shrapnel. Yeah. Judges me hard. I just I, go foraging. I know? like. Um, remember chunky soup clam chowder? I mean, I say oh. you remember it because I exited out of my diet when I turned like 23, and my <laughs> metabolism went like this. But I used to get two chunkies, a straw? clam chowder. Nope. Two bags of cheddar goldfish, crush oh, them up, amazing. put them in the chunkies, 3 a.m., no time to burn it off, just yeah. wake up with it. No, yeah. I'm a big ice cream guy. Yeah. It's all house, like, I'll just get the tub and just... Yeah, you know, that makes sense. But I eat pretty healthy overall. Yeah, except Saturday night before the game <laughs> when Doug... And, and, and you know what I love is the fans are catching on to the Doug thing, and obviously you were with the Eagles a year ago now with yeah, the Bucks. Actually, Chris, let me ask you something before we get going too much. I was talking about fucking ice did cream. You, did you miss me did last I, year? I missed you a lot, dude. I'm oh, not even I lie. just want to make sure we got that. I, I'm not even gonna lie. I missed you last year. You left. The city missed you. Um, you know, you were my guy in the locker room. Now you were kind of like, you know, you left a big void, and Haloti right. had big shoes to fill. Uh, from a personality standpoint, from are we a, done with ice cream? A uniform? No, I'd like to go back to ice cream. Okay, but let, we'll let's that. let's talk about. Haloti for a second oh, on this yeah. trip and how yeah. smitten you are with him. Smitten. Yeah. What do you call him? Uh, God Emperor Haloti. 
and he's benevolent. He is the benevolent ruler of the mountain. He is. Yeah. And, and you There's early... a statue of him somewhere built in rocks, carved from stone, somewhere on Mount Ankele. He, uh, he's, uh, you said earlier that you, you want him to adopt you. Yes. How, yeah. how would your dad feel about that? Um, your dad's a normal-sized guy, by the way. Yeah, great guy, great father, excellent father. But normal um, size. Normal size. He's got a great joke about it, too. Uh, I think Chris got this when he asked... Everyone always asks my dad about me because they're like, what's going on here? He's a normal guy. Um, and then my dad loves this. Perfect delivery every time. Well-practiced joke. He says, oh, yeah, one giant sperm. So, Getting back to Haloti, I, I would say that he probably is. And you're in this conversation. You might be one and two. Yeah. If we get to the top of that mountain, you might be one and two on the list of like Guinness Book largest people. Yeah. Some of them, I'm I'm fairly confident. What that. I was even... thinking is we rig some sort of harness, and then Haloti carries me for a little bit, and then I carry him for a little bit, and we become one entity. Oh yeah. And then bar none, the heaviest. It's like freak the mighty kind and of. And you guys are like 800 pounds. Yeah. Just. And, and that's kind of <laughs> how. Off the mountain. That's kind of how I picture. I picture him carrying you a lot. If he's your dad, he's gonna like put you in a big stroller, yeah. take you to the beach. beach. You know how it is where you see guys on film and you and you. Like you kind of know him, and then you know to actually meet him. Yeah, it's been really cool. I'm pretty smitten. With no, him. no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, because like to me, he's kind of a borderline Hall of Fame type guy. Yeah. I always, you know, I think there's an easy case to make for him getting he's a gold jacket. Yeah, I mean, like uh, he always plays it down uh, yeah. when I call him a Hall of Famer. But when you meet a Hall of Famer that's humble and um, that's really kind and caring. He's just a good dude. He's a good dude. I don't think I've heard him say a negative thing. Now, Ninko, on the other hand. Yeah, Ninko is... It's a disappointment. Ninko can be... Haloti can be my kind, you know, great, awesome dad, and then Ninko can be, like, my... The drunk erotic. uncle? So, so far on this trip, I think you had one big fuck-up. Uh, I think you've done really well um, yeah. with everything. Right. Um, Thank you. But... You had a layover in Amsterdam oh, yeah. that was unintentional. Yeah. Talk about how your travel got jacked yeah. up and how you just squandered that Dude, opportunity. So I, was, um, I was telling Chris about this. I got stuck in the Toronto airport and I was panicking, fucking wheeling, dealing on the phone, sweating, you know, the airport sweats. Yeah. I'm stressed. I mean, the international section, so it's just tons going on. I'm on the phone with this KLM agent for like an hour and a half. She's like, oh, we're going to, oh, we got a, we got you a flight to Amsterdam tonight, a red eye. And then you're going to have to spend all day in Amsterdam tomorrow, unfortunately. So, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. So I have a cousin, actually, who lives in Amsterdam. I tried to hit him up, but it was like 3 a.m. or something there. And I had all these sick plans. I was going to go to Amsterdam, check out the sites. That's what you do when you're in Amsterdam. Right. You go to Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. So. so I was like, took this red eye, and I got in, and... Uh, I fucking fell asleep for like six hours. And I woke up and it was like midnight in Amsterdam. And I you, completely wasted You it. totally blew it. Yeah. But I got great rest. Do you realize what you've done? <laughs> I got great, great rest for the mountain, Chris. And then, we, and then we linked up and it was great to see you. We chilled at the, at the lounge. We the were airport. both very subdued. Yeah. Well, uh, I knew. I but you don't like airports. You don't like people in it. And neither do I. I think yeah. airports bring out the worst in the people. The worst in people. I think it's like some of the worst collection of human beings in the world yeah. is in airports. And yeah. I think it's like a glimpse into like what post-apocalyptic yes. Earth would yeah. be. Like when Just they people out, eating each other. Yeah. You know. They call out pre-born names like. Oh. Oh. Crowding the, the thing. Like don't crowd the, the desk. Don't crowd the desk. No. And if you're not in group one. Chill Get out. the fuck out of the yeah. way. But, no but it offense. It is nice when you're in first class and you're 
chilling there. Excuse then, me, have they called uh, first class yet? Yeah. yeah, or the worst is when you're on like a Southwest flight or whatever. I don't do I don't do Southwest. Oh, Nothing against Southwest. Excuse me, Chris. Well, the but, chances of somebody like somebody like yourself, you need the comfort. Like first class to most people is like pretzels and soda. Yeah, my to ass you, does not fit in the chair, dude. Uh, but no. Believe okay. me. If you fly on Southwest, there's the little poles that you line up in and you yeah. go like A, you know, whatever. And people are like looking at your shit like, like lady, chill out, all right? It's shameful. And what else is shameful is people berating gate agents and flight attendants. I think a skill that people need to get better at in airports and in life in general it's is like what, being nicer. Is, well, identifying <laughs> what, that'd be a fucking start. But like <laughs> identifying situations where you have control or you don't have control. Yeah. And when you're flying in a metal tube yeah. at 35,000 feet, it is a fucking luxury. You just gotta surrender And yourself. you can't assume that while there's thousands of planes flying all over the country at once, that your plane's always gonna be on time, or that the flight attendant has anything to do with it, yeah. or the gate agent has anything to do with Dude. it. Dude. I've been seeing so many dogs at the airport, bro, and like, dogs do not belong at the airport. Cats, I get it. cats belong at the airport even less. Dude, yeah. But I, I, I think that's an entitled move to you bring do. a dog on the airport. I'm not going to go that far, and I think I'm this not, is controversial. I, I think, think this is. I think if we I run this, you, hot takes, you might be public enemy number one. Come find me, bro. I'll debate you. I fucking love dogs. Yeah, I'm but, big dog but you guy. don't think like, they belong at the airport. Get scared of stuff, bro, and you're bringing a dog on an airplane. And you put him down in this little deep, yeah, this depressurized. Or like the worst is when, okay, the, hold on. I want to make sure I put this in. Guide dogs, service dogs, of course yes. they belong in airports. Okay, of thank course, you. Of course. That was what I was worried That's about. Not, that is not what I'm discussing here. And the diving glove save across the crease at the last second. Recently on a flight, I saw a woman with a Pomeranian and it had like the service, it had a, Little vest that said service dog. Fuck on that. It. Pomeranians like, lady, are not. It's not a service dog. It's, it's like, yeah, it's six months old. I'm worried. That dog hasn't learned to serve. That dog hasn't learned to serve. What do you. You suck, lady. Like, I was so mad. I was following her in the little tram, like, just giving her the side of the. There you go, though. You're being airport guy. No, no, no. I, You're being airport guy. You're being a hypocrite. She, You're being why, a hypocrite. Why, why? Because it has nothing to do with you, and you have no control over that ugly little dog being on the plane just no, let what's, what's bothered, let the lady what's, live dude you're airport guy dogs you're big not, angry airport guy i'm not angry i'm sitting there chilling i'm just spying on her i'm spying i'm not saying anything what about the people what about the people i don't want to pilot on dogs too much what about the people that when the plane stops everybody rushes to get up or oh, don't let the people out in yeah. front of them just chill out Okay. I think they're You're not going to get there any faster. I think there's a special place for people that cut in line in oh, hell right yeah. next to people that don't push their shopping carts back. Yes. Yeah. And bad parkers, serially bad parkers. We all okay, have a bad day. Okay, here's the thing day. though. Bad parkers, let's say you sometimes It's a chain reaction. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So like if you're you're looking at something you're like this jackass doesn't know how to park, but maybe just maybe he parked that way because someone next to him you know what I'm saying? And the real jag left. Exactly. The jag left, and then you're sitting there, and the next thing you know, you have a, a sticky note on your car. Yeah. It's like, you asshole. Yeah. I, would, I get that. Yeah. Um, I would never write somebody a note like that. I want to talk about some of your... Um, that was a good natural segue. Yeah, I want to talk about some of your less than ideal travel experiences, and I know okay. you have a story 
uh, in Dallas that involved eating something oh at a hotel God, that dude. you... So I, I'm from the Midwest, right? I'm from Minnesota. It's like passive-aggressive city out there. And... No, really? You're not passive-aggressive? <laughs> Chris, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> so we... Last year with the Bucks, we played in Dallas, and it's great because you stay at this Four Seasons and... Beautiful hotel. Great hotel. We played the... We stayed at the same place in Philly, and I'm gassing it up big. I'm like, I'm going to get room service. I'm going to... Uh, Carb up. I'm gonna get this and this and this because usually you go out to dinner with the D line and yeah. stuff. And I was like, guys, I'm out this week. I'm I got big plans, so I'm sitting there like king in the castle. You yeah. know, I got my room service. I got the like TV. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I'm feeling myself, dude. I'm been stoked about this all week, and uh, I get this chicken pot pie. I get like a nice salad. I'm ready to rock and roll. Epic hey. big guy food. Yeah, well, I eat healthy. I told you that. And yeah. uh, I'm <laughs> I'm. It's all great. Took my first bite of chicken pot pie on Unreal. I'm, I'm like, oh, I made the best decision ever. Second bite, I like bite down on something and it like stabs me in the gums. <clears throat> I got gingivitis. I'm bleeding. <laughs> it's a fucking bloodbath in there. You're and, bleeding? <laughs> and I pull Are you it bleeding? Out. I think it's a chicken bone, right? I think it's a chicken bone. So I'm like, oh, whatever. It's a chicken pot pie. It happens. But like it had this like texture, you know, and I pull it out and like, just slow-mo, I'm looking at it, and dude, it's a fucking toenail. It's not a finger, it's not a thumbnail. And you it's know the difference, which is interesting to me. Yeah, I chew on my toenail. Get the fuck out of here. But you know <laughs> the difference. You can tell, dude. Like, okay, fingernails, toenails have a certain consistency. It's a fact. You would have to have eaten a fucking toenail to know no, the difference. No, bro. You just know. Like, okay, you just innately right. know. Your disgusting and I'm like, story I'm just sitting there time. looking at it for like solid 10 seconds, just like. And my, all my dreams of this meal are shattered. Oh, uh, your just, dreams of the trip are shattered. Just, you got to go home. Like, you got to go I'm on IR. About the game. <laughs> you got to go on IR. Like, so go I call, down I call up Gerald McCoy, who's another D lineman in Tampa, and he's. I'm like, dude, G, you got to come over, man. I, I got to show you something. Because I didn't want to, like, tell you know, the story. Without... I didn't want to set him up. I wanted to get his impartial opinion on what this was. And he comes in, and he's, like, in a great mood. And he's smiling. And he's laughing at my room service because I'm talking about it with him. And I'm like, I got it on this plate, right, this fancy Four Seasons plate. I'm like, Gerald, tell me what this is. He's like, dude, that's like a fried onion or something. That's a fried onion. I'm like, I'm like touch it. Just touch it. <laughs> and, he, and he, like, picks it up. And he just drops it right away and he just leaves. He's like, that's, yeah, that's a toenail. That's a toenail. <laughs> so I had to call the manager of the uh, thing, of the hotel, which I've never You're done. not a manager caller. Not a We've manager caller. We've talked about this. It's a, it's a nightmare for me to, like, talk. And I'm like, and it's, they send this dude up and he's, like, 19 years old. Like, probably not the manager. He's, like, some guy that they just pay a little extra to get, like, yelled, berated by mm -hmm. customers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, listen, man, like, I've never really done this before, but, like, I got to complain about this is a, this I got to complain about this, this toenail on my chicken this pot pie. This is a pie. big toenail. And and then he's like and then he's like, "Well, I don't know." And then he's like, "Yeah, I think it is." I'm like, "I don't know what to tell you, man. That's really fucking disgusting. I hope to like get some get some four season points or something. Like, give me a little give me like a free movie. A spa night. Yeah, give me a spa night, you know? You know, I got to get this and out of my head. I think but like I got so ashamed of like complaining about it that I kind of just like swept it under the rug. So then I go down to the team meeting, it's later, and like everyone, and of course, like the manager guy, it got back to the like the representatives from the team that booked the hotel, the travel guys and stuff. 
Well, and everybody's they, scared to piss off the world famous <laughs> Buccaneers. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to bite on that one. And then, and so everyone's just shitting on me and it got out and it sucked, man. Well, I mean, here's my, the, I mean, obviously disgusting. Shit happens in food. Yeah. I think hair is kind of gross, but hair happens. Dude, I get long hair. I get hair. One food time, all the time I was eating this, this uh, dinosaur kale straight out of the bag from, <laughs> from, from Whole Foods. <laughs> and my wife can't stand hair in food. Like, she starts dry heat. Yeah. And I'd go, I'm like, something's going on. I go to pull it out and it just keeps, it oh, keeps going. That's one of my hairs. And maybe. she actually dry heaves right there at dinner. But I understand how that hair might end up there. I mean, yeah. like, hairnet's great. Like, please, like, and there's nothing you can do about it in retrospect. You're not going to hunt down the person and give them a talking to. Like, follow the shipping codes. But how the fuck does a toenail that's what logistically. Saying, like, is this guy a big Cowboys fan? And he's like, fuck how does it logistically get in? And, you know, if he's a big Cowboys fan, is he nervous about losing to the Bucks? I would be. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I mean, like, they told, so they told our there's guys. There's no good excuse. There's no, there's an excuse for hair. Dude, they told our guys that it was a piece of plastic from the container or something. Uh, and I'm like, dude, you know, it's not. Like, it wasn't. It just isn't. Don't it piss wasn't. on my leg and tell me it's rain, <laughs> guy. Hey, come on. As we sit up the... On this rock, like 100 <laughs> yards from camp, I just got hit with a fart. Was that you or somebody in camp? The wind's coming. I think it was Mike or Mike, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I wanted to, as we're, as we're on the food industry topic, um, I want to talk to you about Bar Rescue because we've both yeah. been on Bar Rescue now, and you yeah. just recently did it. Yeah, I was on Bar Rescue like three, like a couple of days before we came out here to Killy. It, dude, it was it was uh, uncomfortable for me, because <laughs> like I said, I don't. I'm like I'm like, you know, non-confrontational. Yes, and if I get if I get a meal that I don't like, like I'm not gonna be like, I didn't order this. I'm just gonna suffer in silence. I'm gonna eat like I do it too. Enough of the food to not like offend anybody. Offend anybody, and then be like, yeah, I wasn't feeling too hungry, you know. Yeah. But like we went to Bar Rescue, and it was Cam Bray and Ali Marpet, two of my buds on the. The Bucks and Cam. Oh, you got buds on the Bucks? Yeah, I got friends. You didn't friends. tell me about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll introduce you. Are they replacement friends? Big time. <clears throat> like Saving Silverman They're replacement? Way, way cooler than you. Did they ever take you on a life-changing experience halfway around the world my that's life, fulfilling charitably changed, and, changed and existentially? Quite, well, Bar Rescue. It took you on Bar Rescue. Was, Your friends in Tampa <laughs> took you on Bar it Rescue, did, and it, I took you to <laughs> the highest walkable mountain in the, the fucking world. The good world. people of, of, uh, that made all the donations okay. of Twitter. Yeah. You know, where, what are we Bar Rescue. About? Bar okay. Rescue and your better friends. Definitely better friends than you. Uh, Another fart. Might. Just hit me downwind. It's the wind swirling. <laughs> it could be any of the, the individuals. It could be the, uh, no, it was me. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh, yeah. So, uh, but he's a huge fan of uh, John Taffer. I like John Tyler. Yeah, and it was cool to go because we went to this place that's like an hour and a half outside of Tampa. It was like New England Ale House or something. And um, <laughs> they showed us around. It was really cool. It was cool to be a part of it. It was great to meet Taffer. But like the same thing, like I ordered some clam chowder and I had a hair in it right away. And I was just, it was good. I feel but, like they put the hair in there right. on purpose. And But I, I would just started eating it, you know, and I saw the hair and I kind of tried to like surreptitiously take it and like, yeah. you know. I was the like, word. it's probably my hair, guys, you know. 
And it wasn't. Even though it's black, it was it's black. a black hair, and you have red. Hair. You have red hair. Yeah, yeah. That's a conversation. You know, let's stay on track here. <laughs> um, and so, like, I didn't want to confront the manager about it, but of course, that's the whole purpose. The of whole the show. point is you just shitting yeah. on the manager. So then they're like, "Yeah, you got." So then the manager comes over and he's like, "Yeah, I heard you found a hair in your soup." I'm like, yes, I, I did. Uh, it could have been mine, though. It could have been mine. And, right. like, he saw right through that. He's like, no, it's probably one of our staff. I was like, wow, man, you're just coming out with that. Huh? He's like, he's I, like, I gave you an out. He's, like, out. he's <laughs> like, no, we got paid to do this show, and our business is just crumbling. We need to make it as shitty as possible. Well, so it's funny, because this same do I need later, Taffer just snatched his soul. Yeah. Just <laughs> Taffer does that. Uh, and so the whole experience was just putting me completely out of my comfort zone of like critiquing this meal. I got fish and chips. You know, it seems like a safe bet. You just deep fry some like haddock or whatever, cod, yep. Yep. and then you make french fries. Right, right. And then give me a bunch of tartar sauce. I can drown it out. Fish and chips is bad, I can drown it out. I was so wrong, Not man. Happening. It was so bad. It was like raw fish on the inside with like a, uh, a like, I didn't, I, I, yeah, I had the but same it experience. So, it was there. so funny because my buddy Allie, just crushed like two different meals. Had a phenomenal. Like he got a lobster roll. He's like, "Yeah, this is pretty good." <laughs> he <laughs> like, never. Who has a lobster where, roll on bar rescue? That is such a bold that's unsafe. move. <laughs> I have a theory on airport sushi that reminds me of. Are you an airport sushi guy? Would you eat airport sushi? Uh, think kinda, about I feel this. Like it think it through. Depends where. Bull, bullshit. Let me tell you why. Because they're gonna ship it. Let in. me bend your ear. No, I, I, I get. I the understand what you're saying. Let me but bend. airport sushi in a regional airport versus airport sushi at a big airport. Listen, the airport sushi, it doesn't matter. The sushi plane Are you going to eat The sushi, sushi plane brings the air every time. In at Detroit. Arusha Airport. No. Yes. Well, that's there's, exactly. Because there's no airport sushi at Arusha Airport. The sushi plane brings the sushi right to the to the airport. Yes, yeah, it's fresher at the airport Agreed. than at some trendy restaurant Agreed. in Dallas I at Dallas Fort Worth Airport. Cuz it's got to go crushing the, the ahi tuna. To, yeah, I'm with you. It came right out of the ocean. Big get, plane I'm with just you. like eel, like no but seats. I'm not eating it's just the, all sushi. But regional airport sushi? That's different. There's a distinction. That's different. There's a distinction. Big we, metropolitan airport sushi? Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. I just hate when people shit on airport sushi. Where is Marpet from that he's eating lobster rolls? He's at, from on Bar New York. Great guy, dude. He, what part of New York? He must um, be from like Yonkers or some weird he, place. He's not from Yonkers, dude. He's from. <sighs> Doesn't matter. Wherever he's from, they need to talk to their children about eating lobster dude, rolls he on loved Bar it too. It was Such a bold. And he didn't get sick. No. He's like, that's pretty good. So the food here is good. It's unbelievable. For people that don't know, the, the service, and we'll get to the service, and the porters, the guides are amazing. Um, they enhance the experience in all seriousness. Yeah. But the food here is really good. It's great. I mean, like, we, we're challenged well, me and were because we were joking about who's going to be the heaviest one up the mountain. And I'm saying it's me, but it's honestly, it's going to be Haloti. But I, I mean, think everybody I knows gained that. weight. Everybody knows it's Haloti, bro. Yeah, I'm he's sorry. A you, it's okay sometimes to, have you a, to get the silver medal. God Emperor. But once we combine yeah. into like mega. That's not happening. Because when, when they put him in the Guinness Book, they're not going to have a footnote for you. I'm you sorry. Asterisk. Okay. I'm appreciative <laughs> that you're here, buddy. 
you are, you're killing it, by the way, for the folks at home. This guy being a plus size cat, tipping the scales at what, 330? Yeah, something like that. 325. A lean 325, I mean, built like a Greek god, but he's powering up the mountain. Glad so we got thank that you. on tape, man. Yeah. I usually ask Chris for a compliment. This is a day. the thing when we, play, when we play together, he would come up to me. Uh, you know, during bad days, and I think good days too, and, and you'd ask me, uh, can you give me my one compliment today? Yeah. But after a while, it's kind of unfair. I run out of compliments. You know, yeah. I can only say, hey, you got great hair yeah. a certain amount of well, time. Oh, you got a lot of charisma. Okay. Good smile. Okay. You got a little twinkle in your eye that I just love. Okay, I'll give, you, creative, I'll give you one compliment before we close out. Um, I like your headband. Thanks. Now return the favor. I love your sheepskin Thanks. you gotta unzip a little bit and show the folks you know what's... probably fuck the mic up but it's a good time to do it yeah. i mean look at that and i got a little chest hair here just had a nice wardrobe uh, <laughs> wardrobe, wardrobe. I, I was overpacked <laughs> he's got a nice he's got a nice outfit though. i was trying to i was trying to to sign off <laughs> uh so we got a lot thank of thank you for being man. here bo allen Thanks for having appreciate me. you dog absolutely all right appreciate you Thanks for watching, and if you enjoyed, please like and subscribe. Check out some of the other stuff we have going on at Chalk Media uh, on our channel, and uh, we'll definitely get you more Killy tapes next week. I really enjoyed uh, interviewing my buddies. Not easy doing it at altitude, but uh, I think it turned out all right. So thanks. Thanks for watching.